Welcome to Episode 4 of the BCF-ORG Tech Talk. I'm Brian Fisher. This episode explores unexpected downtime in regards to electric actuators and pneumatic cylinders. This podcast series focuses on the various subjects and topics to help you choose the right industrial automation solution for your application. Each episode is approximately 10 to 15 minutes long, so you can listen while commuting. It's targeted to engineers and project managers. Unexpected machine downtime is a production manager's nightmare, particularly in facilities that operate 24-7. Unexpected downtime is not a matter of if, but when. Industrial plant downtime happens for a variety of reasons and always at the worst time. Unexpected downtime wreaks havoc on production. Few things cause bigger headaches than the dreaded alert that a production unit or line has suddenly and unexpectedly shut down due to equipment failure. Unexpected downtime is almost inevitably associated with extremely high cost, where you will almost always spend whatever it takes to get the machine or process up and running again. With the complexity of modern machines, it becomes crucial to know what to look for and what products are best suited to your system. Choosing and maintaining system components wisely, from compressors to workstations, can help save the expense of unexpected downtime or costly rebuilds. Another reason to consider electric actuators versus pneumatic cylinders. Just like doing maintenance and oil changes on your vehicle, machines also require regular upkeep to prevent more serious issues. In compressed air systems, it's important to ensure that lubricators are not left to run dry. Filters are cleaned, and all contaminants, such as rust, metal shavings, water, and unwanted oils are removed. These are not issues with electric actuators. Let's look at planned downtime. Scheduled maintenance is an example of planned downtime. Regular maintenance programs can significantly reduce unexpected downtime. Then there's product changeover. That's another example of planned downtime. Product changeover is typically easier and faster with electric actuators versus pneumatic cylinders. Then there's the unexpected downtime. This is where you go through hoop jumping. It happens for a variety of reasons, such as machine jams, part failures, and inadequate maintenance. Included in the true cost of downtimes are lost production. Every product that a manufacturer produces represents some amount of potential profit. There's labor and the cost of inventory, and then the intangible cost of downtime in manufacturing is less obvious. Why is knowing the cost of downtime important? There are many reasons why understanding downtime costs is important to optimizing day-to-day operations throughout production. By understanding the importance of downtime costs, you can make data-driven decisions. In researching this topic, I reached out to George Rovelis of Van Meter in the Minneapolis-St. Paul Twin Cities area. George Rovelis is a highly accomplished senior leader with extensive experience in industrial automation solutions. He has 28 years of broad factory automation experience in delivering solutions to customers in areas of motion control, PACs, mechatronics, linear motion, robotics, pneumatics, and machine vision. George is passionate about focusing on customers' needs, helping them overcome their challenges and achieve their objectives. Focused on developing long-term partnerships by delivering expert insights and solutions that help machine builders and OEMs 
arrive to their desired business outcomes. He is currently responsible for developing and driving key initiatives and strategies across customer and business segments, helping grow Van Meter's OEM business while helping their OEM customers achieve better business outcomes via smart machine solutions and digital transformation. Let's welcome George Rovelis. George, welcome to the BCF ORG Tech Talk podcast. Thank you, Brian. Pleasure being here. Good to have you, George. I'm always interested in people's stories. Would you let us know your path to becoming Senior Customer Segment Manager, OEM, at Van Meter? Yeah, my career started around 28 years ago. Out of college, I worked for a company called Tolematic. I specialize in electric actuators. was an application engineer for them. Got exposed to electric actuator technology. Tolematic also had pneumatic cylinders, too, so I got to understand that side of the business also. And I started traveling, meeting with customers, seeing a lot of interesting applications, working with customers to overcome challenges. And then after that, for a couple of years, I came to work for what was the time Northland and currently is Van Meter. And I was an application engineer slash specialist at uh, Northland Electric at the time, uh, specializing in motion control. And uh, I've been at Northland slash Warner and now Van Meter for 26 years. So started in a specialist role, a very technical role, similarly working with a lot of customers, trying to understand their challenges and bring the right solutions that can help solve those challenges. Specialized a lot in motion control, electric actuators, machine vision, robotics. And then as the business grew, I learned, adapted, and moved into a more of a management role. And then we build a broader team to support our customers when it comes to motion control applications, robotic applications. We do have a heavy um, OEM business here in Minnesota. So the team brought on even more, where now we have more of an OEM focus. And I lead the OEM team in Minnesota, Western Wisconsin, and also now in Iowa with our Iowa OEMs. Well, today's topic is unexpected downtime. What do you see are the most common causes of unexpected downtime? As far as unexpected causes, I would say three of the ones that really stand out. First one would be equipment failure then operator error, and then just nuisance trips. But as you kind of think about those three, the impact varies, right? So the more severe impact is equipment failure. It's typically something you can't solve in a few minutes. It takes some time. Sometimes it might take days, depending on how quickly you can isolate the problem, identify the problem, and then get a replacement part or rectify the problem. Operator error, that really happens more frequently, but the impact is less. Typically, a lot of times it's training the operator, having the right operators train on your equipment. And in nuisance trips, really, it's more of a performance issue with the machine and the equipment, sometimes with maintenance, improving the process, or even improving the machine performance rectifies itself over time. But I would say the biggest impact would be equipment failure because that's not something you can rectify very easy. Well, what do you see is more prone to cause unexpected downtimes, electric actuators or pneumatic cylinders, and why? Yeah, historically, I would say customers use pneumatic cylinders because of the cost and uh, the acquisition cost, and the performance is relatively good, but they tend not to be the most reliable. They tend to be most reliable because of the construction, how they're operated. So with pneumatic cylinders, we have a lot of cases, contaminants that get into the cylinder, whether it's water, oil, or other type of solids that impact the performance of the cylinder. Lubrication could be an issue too with them. If they're not lubricated properly over time, the seals would fail. And they're just regulating the air pressure 
for those cylinders can be challenging over time. So all those three tend to contribute to a solution that is very cost-effective to acquire. It does become more of a maintenance nightmare for, for a lot of customers. So when you look at the electric cylinders, obviously the construction is much different. You still have a hollow tube, but you'll have a ball screw or Acme screw in the screw. You'll control it via an electric motor, stepper, or servo. And you have better control of position, velocity, and force, which leads to better performance, but also more reliability because you're not having dirty air coming into your cylinder. You're not having issues with pressure, air pressure. The electric actuator is more regulated where it really just needs enough current to do the job, depending on the motion profile you set up for it to accomplish, right? So it really controls force, speed, and position based on how it's programmed. So we find that electric actuators are definitely more reliable. The acquisition cost is higher, obviously, with electric cylinder, but over time, it's more reliable. The performance is much better, especially as customers think about today, flexible manufacturing, where we have more SKUs than ever before, and you have compressed downtimes to changes in consumer behavior. You're finding that the machine OEE and uptime of the machine is even more critical than before, because as machines get shut down to run different products through, your uptime is even more important than before, right? Because you're shutting down the machine to run a different product through or a bunch of products or change it over to something different. So your uptime is even more important than before. So electric cylinders allow quicker uptime because they can change over quicker too during plant downtime. And then they're more reliable when it comes to preventing unplanned downtime. We're speaking with George Rovelis of Van Meter in the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Twin Cities area. But George, how long does a typical, if there's such a thing, downtime last? Yeah, it's a tough, uh, tough answer. I think it really depends on what component would fail. If you're looking at pneumatic cylinders, they tend to fail more frequently. A lot of them are not repairable. So if you do have products in your tool crib that you can quickly go out and replace, it might be a few hours. If you don't have it available or if you can't isolate the problem very easily, it could be you know, days, especially given the recent supply chain challenges. If you don't have product on hand, it's really difficult to predict you know, the downtime. The issue that we find is a lot of customers don't necessarily know the impact of downtime and don't plan ahead. You know, When we look at a lot of our food and beverage customers, a typical one-hour downtime can cost them $15,000, but most customers don't have a really good sense of what the impact is, the financial impact of downtime for them. Around 80% of the customers that we work with and talk to just don't have a really good sense of what the impact downtime. But if we had to approximate, given uh, some data we have from different industries, it could be up to $15,000 an hour, depending on what type of product they run through the machines. Wow. That, that was going to be my next question. What are the associated costs? So that, that's interesting that the majority of people or customers really don't know. They don't know. And you know, the thing is with uh, machinery, when you look at plant floor, a lot of the machines have a life expectancy up to 20 years. And there's certain components that can run forever, other components that you know fail more frequently. So it's really important for customers to understand, A, their machines, understand what type of components they have on the machine that potentially could fail, and then also be prepared for those downtimes. We're speaking with George Rovelis of Van Meter in the Minneapolis-St. Paul, Twin Cities area. Uh, George, what processes or procedures do you see companies use to avoid unexpected downtime? 
Well, I think when you look at a lot of the customers we work with, let's say in the OEM space, it's really designing a machine with the end in mind. So designing a machine that can deliver a lot of value to that end user. One would be more flexible machine and the other would be more reliable machine, higher OE, higher productivity. So when you start with design in mind, you tend to use components that are more reliable. They're going to give you a longer life. They're going to give better controllability and better flexibility in the machine. Assuming you don't have that, with that in mind, let's say you have a machine on the floor today that is pretty long in the tooth. I think the number one step is to do a risk audit. Look at the machine, identify components on the machine that could fail prematurely, make sure you have a plan for that. The other is to be able to calculate the cost of downtime. Because once you calculate the cost of downtime, then you can actually make the financial investments to do a machine upgrade and eliminate those actuators or other components that could fail prematurely. And then as you do that, you can start looking at smart machine technology, right? So smart machines start with smart devices and smart devices, smart machines support smart manufacturing, right? So having smarter components on the machine that have some intelligence that can give you some information that they might fail before they fail is going to help you to increase your, your uptime. So we do have a lot of different products from smart sensors to smart actuators, that have intelligence in them, whether it's monitoring temperature, vibration, current, and uh, you can actually use that to monitor over time to make sure you step more into, instead of a preventative maintenance, more of a predictive maintenance mode to basically address the problem before the machine shuts down and you have downtime and replace the part during during intervals of um, when you have more time and you have availability to change the part versus having to change the part when the part fails. Well, is there anything I haven't asked that you'd like to add? Well, I would say then the final thing would be after you do all that is to really be mindful of your OEE, right? Because right now, as you look at, like I mentioned before, more SKUs, more compressed delivery time due to change in consumer behavior. You think about the Amazon effect and just consumers wanting what they need when they want it. I think it's important to basically be mindful of your equipment OEE, which is you know really the availability, the performance, and the quality. So once you do that and you're mindful of the OE, then you can actually take some preventive measures or make investments in your equipment to improve the performance. But again, it takes very much of a holistic approach to that. And I, I think it's just time well spent, whether you're an OEM or whether you're an end user, definitely time well spent. Well, how can people get in contact with you, George? Feel free to have them reach out to my LinkedIn account. Be happy to connect with them on LinkedIn. If they have any questions or any other ways I can help them, be happy to do so. Well, George, thank you very much for joining us today on the BCF ORG Tech Talk podcast and discussing unexpected downtime. Thank you, Brian. It's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Unexpected downtime is any unexpected stop that occurs during production. A stop occurs without notice and can last any length of time and create massive backups along the production line. Across the board, unexpected downtime is costly. Being properly prepared can significantly reduce these costs. My thanks to Linmont for sponsoring this episode. Linmont, the linear motion technology leader. Visit Linmont at linmont-usa.com. That's L-I-N-M-O-T-U-S-A.com. Online references for this episode were from Bosch Rexroth, Impromag.com, and Innovaptive.com. This podcast is on several directories. In search, type BCF ORG 
T-E-C-H. Be sure to leave a space between BCF, ORG, and T-E-C-H. Click on the subscribe or follow button to automatically be notified of future episodes. And feel free to share this podcast with people who you think may benefit. A strong rating of these podcasts would be appreciated. If you'd like to reach out to me with any questions, ideas, or potentially be a guest like George, please go to bcforg.com. There's a red Contact Us button in the middle of the homepage. A LinkedIn symbol is on the upper right. Click on that if you'd like to see my profile. These podcasts will be released monthly. From BCF ORG Corp., I'm Brian Fisher, wishing you the best. Thanks. Thanks.